Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and sports. And buckle up, my friends, because we are actually talking a little bit of comics today. It is the second episode of our Batman commentary series that we were doing for the 25th anniversary of the Batman animated series, even though technically it is now 2018, and it's, I guess, the 26th anniversary of the Batman series, but that is neither here nor there. Sometimes Star Wars and uh, the NFL playoffs start the second you have a really good idea, so (laughs) what are you going to do? So, this will be the second episode. The first episode featured Mike Leapock, and the episode almost got him. And this is episode two of our one-on-one sit-downs with this. And joining me today is Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. All right, good to have you back on the show. When's the last time you were on? It's been a little bit of a while. Uh, last time, I believe, was Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars, yeah. Sometimes it happens. Well, we got Black Panther coming up in like less than three weeks. Oh, my God. I'm not going to make it. Yeah, no, I've, I've been uh, counting down. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's so good. That's, that's going to be really, really good. So... But anyway, we're, we're, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Black Panther in the future. But today, we are going to talk about your personal favorite episode of the old 1990s Batman animated series. So mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell the folks what your favorite episode is and why you chose that one. Uh, I don't know if it's my personal overall favorite, but it's my favorite uh, Joker episode, I think. Uh, it is uh, Joker's Favor from, I believe, the first season. Um, and I like it a lot because it, uh, outlines just how, uh, the Joker and even Batman and like these guys who, you know, run around causing mayhem, uh, can trot on the lives of the little guy. Um, and this episode features one of the littlest guys you can think of. (laughs) So the basic premise is that, uh, this dude who is like a overweight, balding, sort of accountant type, real schlubby guy, you know, has a kind of a crappy life, a crappy job. He's having a really bad day, and he ends up uh, getting some road rage, <laughs> you know, on the end of his really crappy day, and uh, cusses out the Joker, <laughs> which uh, you don't want to do, generally speaking. The the Joker basically proceeds to, like, you know, threaten him and his family for the next couple of years and finally calls in a favor that this guy owes him. Uh uh, to you know, great psychological effect on the man. Yeah, this is this is another uh, Paul Dini episode. So I, th- I believe we have back to back Paul Dini episodes because I know he wrote almost got him as well. Right. Um, this one also features the debut of a a rather significant character, which is Harley Quinn. This is this is the first time this Harley is the Quinn. First episode, that's right. Yeah, this is the first time she appeared in anything because she debuted in this animated series before. Uh, anything. I believe she was supposed to be a one-off character. Uh, it was just like well, one time we'll have a uh, girl sidekick for for the Joker, and then that's yeah. It. And little little did Paul Dini know that he was about to create what would become probably as I'm sitting right here now, like right now when we're recording this, uh, January late January 2018, probably the most popular character in comic books right now. <laughs> it's up there, if not the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this 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 episode is really good. It's actually I, I remember Paul Dini saying I don't remember if it was on in in an interview with Kevin Smith or on a podcast or whatever, but I basically you'll see it when we when we start the episode later. But there's the moment where the the Charlie Collins character gets you know as you said cut off in traffic. And that was basically apparently Paul Dini's inspiration for this episode was he actually got cut off in traffic and then went you know like mother. 
motherfucker, right? And then like, <laughs> right, right. and then it just came to him in that moment where it would be like, hey, what if the guy I just yelled, you know, like the the guy I just bitched out was ended up being the Joker, right? Like, what if the Joker, like the clown prince of crime, <laughs> yeah, cut you off in traffic? So that that basically that was. Uh, apparently where where the genesis uh, for that particular episode came. So we are going to watch Batman, the animated series, the episode Joker's Favor. Uh, So line up your DVDs or your streamings or or whatever, what what, what have you, and we will watch along. You can go ahead and watch along with us, and we will provide an unofficial commentary track to the Joker's Favor. So press play in three two and one and there we go the warner brothers shield is up and that's how you know yep that's how you know it's going and i always love i all-time entrance like tv openings where does like cartoon openings where does this one rank for you kevin uh i this might be the highest honestly Mm. uh this this is an intro where there is no there are no lyrics to the music. There is no text on screen at any point other than like you know to say like this is a bank, yeah. <laughs> you know stuff like that. Um, and I've I've actually read like someone smarter than me has put together like a thousand word essay or something like that, basically explaining you know if you have no idea who the character is or what this show is about, mm-hmm. this is all you need yeah. to tell you. And like the, the the theming of it is, and like the, the direction and uh, you know the camera movement and everything tells you all you need to know about like who this character is and what he does, and it's like twenty seconds of complete textless. This this just sorry, I just have to interrupt. This tuba music and tr- like by Shirley Walker here was the absolute. Ooh, they misspelled favor, uh, but like this tuba Joker song that plays throughout this particular episode, and you really hear it for the opening. My all time yeah. favorite thing that they ever did in in like. And, really? And, oh well, just it, sure, and like just in musically for this, Shirley yeah. Walker just and she knocked it out of the park with this entire series. But like that, just that that tuba theme version of the Joker's music, just absolutely. Every time I hear it, I just to me that like you mentioned about the the animated like the opening capturing everything you need to know about the, uh, the yeah the series that like that music for whatever reason just. Uh, tells me whatever I need to know about the Joker. This is actually Ed Begley Jr. doing the voice of Charlie Collins here, who we're, we're watching <laughs> right. weave his way through traffic. Ed Begley Jr. has a rich history in the DC universe. Can you name any of his other appearances? Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I can't. I know. I know. I've come across them before, though. Well, he was. He <laughs> was. He was the boss in Batman Forever. That. Jim Carrey threw out the window. You remember? Oh that? yes, yeah, as, as live action. Yes, yeah, that's right. live action. And he also did a voice in my all-time favorite episode of Batman Beyond, uh, which is April Moon. Have you ever seen that's Begley plays a because uh, it's uh, Batman Beyond and it's in the future. Mm-hmm. So Begley plays this doctor who's some sort of like cybernetics prosthetic guy, and basically these this gang of youths kidnap his his wife and force him to augment their bodies with these you know crazy oh yeah robotics right. and give them basically effectively giving them superpowers mm-hmm. and then it has one of the ultimate i don't know how they got away with this ending 
in oh there he is look at yeah. in the friggin no uh, I, I love that thing too where he like he cuts off this dude yeah. the dude like cusses him out and then just like oh god roll up the window you know sidle down yeah. just, but then like Joker's like I'm gonna signal get in behind him and also put up the hand signal yeah. ultimate sarcasm <laughs> and he's in the derby cap with the trench coat so good <laughs> Mark Hamill has like four good line reads in this or three really good line reads that I'm probably gonna point out throughout this episode but anyway back to Begley that episode ends with like basically those like you kidnapped this one. I don't know how they got away with this ending in uh, on a children's television show, but basically what happens is like they kidnap his wife, force him back to do up, these back things. It up, back it up. <laughs> yeah, and then they find out that he's you you know like Bagley basically finds out that the like the guy's actually ba- like the leader of the gang is actually you know banging his wife. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, he's been doing it the whole time, and she's just been whatever, and then Batman ends up... She was complicit the whole thing. She was complicit to the whole thing, and then Batman, you know, Terry, Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, ends up beating up all the guys, so the leader who was sleeping with his wife goes back. He, like, he doesn't know that Bagley saw him, so when he goes back to his, uh... When he goes back to get his augments, the episode ends with him, like, tied to the surgic table, going, like, you know, make me stronger, Doc, and then Bagley's like, oh, you basically, like, yeah, I'm gonna make you stronger, and then it ends with like him pointing a drill right at the dude's skull, and I'm oh just God. like, "Good lord, how did they get away with that?" <laughs> so good. But yeah, that's 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 Bagley's uh, <laughs> like my all-time favorite. I believe the title of that episode is April Moon, so I highly recommend checking out that episode of uh, of Batman Beyond. Yeah, I think I really need to go back and uh, give uh, Batman Beyond another go through. Absolutely, they're so like they're lot of fantastic episodes and just the way they, they, they framed it and Terry McGinnis doesn't get enough love in, in the continuity of the comic books and stuff I feel like he should pop up a lot more in uh, in, in the DC like expanded game. universe yeah, stuff absolutely like 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 I don't know. Like we never get a that Justice on. League episode. There were a couple that yeah. were really good with him in them. But that's it, right? Like he showed. Yeah, he showed up in a couple of like Justice League Unlimited or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're skipping over this whole bit, which unfortunate, which is unfortunate, because this is a really good scene where the Joker's just going through this guy's stuff, yeah. just, just absolutely toying with him. Charlie Michael Collins, yeah. <laughs> lousy picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yes, yeah, like I said, this is another Paul Dini episode, and it is it is Paul Dini's probably going to come up a lot in these. Uh... Oh yeah, I imagine so. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he he just he he really. I love the Dragon Ball Z cut here. Two years later. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they do do that. I tell you, if my hair ever got that bad, I would just shave it. I don't know what's up with with Charlie Collins here. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> like I would never go to the comb over like that. Probably, probably just shave it. <laughs> I think Luthor is the only person who like can shave his head in, in the DC animated universe. Maybe I don't know. I'm just talking. This is one thing I've always wondered: Is this Harley Quinn walking by here? Like I, that was that was, that was one thing I was wondering. I don't think it is right, but it just it always got me. I'm like, was that Harley Quinn somehow stealing files from the? Uh... <laughs> It it seems unlikely, but this yeah. is like the sort of early '90s thing, right? And I've, I've mentioned this before that you tend to have like all the uh, the uh, Bruce Tin women that have the same silhouette, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you put it through that Bruce Timian prism, right? Yeah, they all kind of have the same. 
and then certainly he he graduated out of that by the time we got to like Justice League Unlimited and so on. But uh, you know, now here in the in the Genesis, <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Like all the women in in this series tend to have the same hourglass figure with the pulled back hair and and yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah, well, which is why it's cool because you see Harley Quinn here like first time ever. Yeah. And then later there on in the episode, is. you see wow. her like you know this blonde girl in like a police uniform. But all you can tell is the the voice acting is what gives it yeah. away. Arlene Sorkin, did you ever hear the uh, the genesis of how Paul Dini came up with the character? I mean, he's told this story a few times. It's pretty funny though. But basically, I, actually, I don't think so. But feel free. Well, basically, what happened was I get he he stayed home sick from work one day and he was just watching like soap operas or some nonsense and Arlene Sorkin was actually in a bunch of those old soap operas I don't know exactly which one but he saw her and she was running around as dressed in some sort of clown outfit or a clown-esque outfit I don't think it was a clown outfit but and then it just came to him and he was like if I'm he just he heard her voice and he saw that outfit and then he just it, he just know, knew. Yeah, he just knew, and then he's like, "I got to get her, and I got to get this," and then he did, and it was and the most popular character in comic books. Twenty years later, would be born the most overly cosplayed comic book character of, of all time. But man, there's there she is, Harley Quinn, making her first uh, appearance in anything. Yep. Right next to the thug reading the uh, Tiny Toons comic book. <laughs> yeah, he was, which Paulini also wrote for. <laughs> this I always thought was uh, this always this bit right here, this phone conversation that they're about to have, have always made me just afraid of the Joker. Yeah, this fact, is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, this is this is a situation where yeah. like here's the Joker interacting with someone who isn't a superhero. Yeah, and this guy's fearing for his life. This is <laughs> because just... of course he is. <laughs> It's it's really crazy that you and the the first two episodes that we've done so far are episodes that actually feature and I think it actually tells to the strength of the show and this is just hilarious and this is one of my favorite line reads from here like leave the sideburns so good <laughs> like I'll I'll pop out throughout the episode talking about how Mark Hamill has like four all time great line reads in this episode alone and leave the sideburns is one of them right there um, <laughs> but you both you and Leapock specifically picked episodes and again i think that this speaks to the strength of the writing of this show and the characters and just batman's rogues gallery of villains that both almost got him which we did first and this episode yeah. feature very little batman yep <laughs> like bat- batman like th- th- this episode has what a 22 minute runtime i'd say batman's on screen for five minutes out of the 20 minutes maybe yeah i like like, he, he gets a lot in the third... Like, Batman basically doesn't appear until the third act of this episode. Yeah. And and then he's there the rest of the way. But even, like, the climax doesn't feature the Batman... You know, like, it, it, it doesn't... Fe- like, it's... The climax yeah. has nothing to do with the Bat... Like, it's not the Batman story we're watching, right? It's it's Ed Begley Jr.'s character that we're, <laughs> we're going through here, right? Which, again... It's like, well, I guess that's Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's been named yet. <laughs> I think he names her here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Harley Quinn. I don't think she actually gets referred to as Harley Quinn in this episode. To be I, I think that he just says like you're gonna have to open the door for Harley because yeah. you know how else are you gonna push the cake that size? Yeah, that's by the way that's one of the other line reasons coming up there. But yeah, like I think you're right. I think she she only gets name checked as Harley Quinn once. There she is in uh, in her civvies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is so good too. Like just this Joker thing. Like he's at, like pretending like he's actually seeing an old pal that he hasn't like <laughs> the whole you know gained a little weight, <laughs> lost a little hair. God, yet another fantastic line read. From okay, you know uh, the the cops at these galas really have to stop hiring the crazy clown caterers. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Who would hire crazy crazy clown catering? Honestly, it's so insane. Oh God. The Peregrinators Club. There it is. Yeah, Crazy it's, it's, it's like, like when living in living in Gotham sure is dangerous, but whenever you do anything, stop and think to yourself, is it a pun? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. When Harley knocks three times, yeah, that's the only time he he name checks Harley in the episode. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is the second best line read of the episode here too, when he goes, "Look at the size of that cake, man!" <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh, he's still got two other... So that's my first favorite line read of the episode, is look at the, <laughs> look at the size of that cake. He's got two other ones coming up. Oh, God. There's uh, uh, Roberto Costanzo as... Uh, Harvey Or Robert Costanzo as Harvey Bullock. Robert right. Costanzo is in... It, like, you might not know the name, but you definitely know the the like him if you saw a picture. He's another like character actor who, if you check his IMDb, has oh, been yeah. in friggin' everything. Like for instance, he was uh, he used to play Joey's dad in Friends. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he's what what the he's what uh, the uh, shit. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but he's what uh, the the flop post podcast we call classic Hollywood. That guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely, he is. Like he, you've seen him in everything. He's basically been in. At least one episode of every sitcom since the 19... Like, he's... Like, I'm pretty sure... I guarantee you his IMDb would go back to the 70s. But oh, yeah. basically, he's been in at least an episode of every sitcom since the <clears throat> early 90s, I would say. Right, and right. He, it's, it's actually funny, because uh, Jenny and I have been... Uh, we're close to finishing off. We're watching through uh, Golden Girls. And it's like, you know, mid to late 80s to early 90s. Yeah. Um, and it's like easy to be like, okay, well, here's this guy. It, he's clearly also like I recognize him from an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I recognize him from Friends and Seinfeld and so on. Mm-hmm. There's an episode of Golden Girls where like three of the four girls are going on dates with uh, Tony J. And I'm like, it's Tony J. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's so and they're like, oh, he's got such a sexy voice. And he's like this artist, and he's like, yeah. you know, six five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Oh man, rest in peace. That bit. <laughs> With him uh, always, with him, how he signaled the Batman, that was always a little tough to swallow, I think. But it was just like, 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 like Charlie Collins' uh, plan of like, hey. As far as a desperate act of thinking under pressure, it was yeah. a pretty damn good one. Like, it's good, but like, like the the odds of him being able to signal the Batman with that are so in like are so astronomical right like, like it's, yeah it's, oh. it's infinitesimal <laughs> like and then they're like two seconds later batman's just like Juh? <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just funny to me harley quinn smacking uh harvey bullock in the shin with a nightstick <laughs> is pretty damn hilarious yeah, Bullock, who so far we've seen, like, try to eat Montoya's food. <laughs> yeah, we've, been, we've seen him eating himself to excess and borderline sexually harassing Harley Quinn, maybe? <laughs> kind of, sort of? I don't know. It's a real stand-up guy. Yeah. Uh, I like Robert. Where does Robert Costanzo uh, rank for you in the Harvey Bullock? Because there's not too many. Like, because he, he does the voice of Harvey Bullock in everything. Is he 
you're Harvey Bullock, I think. Because to me, I think oh, he is. Yeah, I think he has to be. Yeah, Donald Logue is... Who else would be? Like, Gotham is so nonsense, but, like, Donald Logue is probably the most enjoyable part of it as Harvey Bullock, even though most of the time... And, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, I think that would be a really fun character to play. Yeah. Like, right. you could really ham it up and be kind of a sleazeball, you know? Yeah. Renee Montoya's 1980s shoulder pads on the dress are pretty freaking yeah. hilarious. The, the the type of character that I like in it too is, uh, and I think that this would be a really fun character to play is uh, Steve Buscemi's character from Thirty Rock, the like really <laughs> the really skeevy private, private eye. eye yeah. <laughs> Hello, fellow youths. <laughs> oh God, I love that bit with Harley doing the like. Woo, woo, woo. That was Arlene Sorkin's best line of the episode, probably doing the, like, <laughs> yeah, Arsenio yeah, the... Hall. <laughs> so good. What gas was this, and how come the Joker never used this weird immobilization gas again? He used it, it, it once. It seems and... very effective. Yeah, I know. Like, he immobilized an entire room of people, and then he's like, should I use this again? Nah, we used it that one time. Oh, God, Harley Quinn blowing kisses. Like I was strolling through the gas one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there's the Joker twist of I never said a lie. <laughs> God, he's brilliant. Mark Hamill, I tell you. So yep, American treasure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And we are, and like, seriously, think about this. We are 16 minutes into a. Yeah. Into an episode of Batman, and there's like 45 seconds of Batman. <laughs> finally, through the skylight, here comes Batman, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I think that's, uh, and I mean, I uh, the the sort of uh, makeup of almost Gotham is is sort of uh, a series of vignettes. Yeah. So you do where, see where him. Batman yeah. is included, but it's really not about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this is really just an episode that's like about Joker's relationship with this guy <laughs> just yeah. a nobody and Batman is only tangentially included yeah this which is, is my... kind of fun because you like to think that you know this guy's in this circumstance and it sucks and you know he doesn't know for sure that he's worth the attention <laughs> right of, as a single guy of being saved right there which is why we have the great sort of uh, coda on the episode here that's coming up yeah, it's a couple seconds ago it just happened, but my second favorite line read of that epi- of this episode was Joker looking out the window and just going, "Okay, we'll tough it out here." <laughs> so good, fan tr- and flames. Yeah, it's, it's like I try to use that line anytime, uh, anytime I'm stuck somewhere. I try to remember to use that line. It's so good. This is really good. This just man, just the way they frame the bat, like in this show with just the, the like the cape draped over him and then you just see the silhouette moving and just the white eyes yeah so brilliant hilarious the way he beats this second guy here who tries to <laughs> the jousting stick he literally just like sidesteps him and yeah. kicks him in the shin yeah like here we go like Batman train in the Alps <laughs> like that guy just sidesteps him and kicks him and that's the end yeah picks up a lance and <laughs> screams and yeah, charges this, yeah this big fat guy is gonna beat him this exchange here tells you everything you need to know about Harley Quinn like this is just great or she's just trying to talk him down while staring at like how can i get that knife and stab <laughs> batman in the face right <laughs> but no one's ever tried this yeah <laughs> and then we get this shot of uh batman like trying to take him on in the hidden the uh, legend of the hidden temple <laughs> yeah what is this place like... i don't know <laughs> it's so good I, I think that the idea is that they the policeman's gala is like this this honorary this you know this 
this gala honoring Jim Gordon is at like a uh, museum or something. Yeah, like a, a anthropological museum or this something. This isn't even like a museum. This is like a movie set here. Like they've got like well, yeah, well, this is it. Like, oh, we've re- we've recreated this tomb. Yeah, but like <laughs> with, poison dust. Yeah, with like real like, like, like flames why? and yeah, <laughs> poison darts. It's like what is the point of that, right? Like why would they do that. <laughs> yeah, this bit here, the way they the way they frame this. In, in two seconds here with just the, the, the way the eyes just appear. Yeah. It like God damn that's Batman right there. Just those two eyes appearing and then him knocking the Joker the fuck out. God, that is beyond like that's my Batman when when I see that stuff happen, right? Well, oh. I like it. I like the animated series Batman because, and then we do get to see him, like, crack a joke and kind of have a laugh later. Brilliant bomb, like, the quick thinking on disposing that bomb. Like, man. Yeah. Batman's just like, oh, I'll just throw it down here. <laughs> like, there's nobody down there. It's brilliant. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Well, and, uh, and also you get to see him, like, slip and fall through a trapdoor. <laughs> yeah, true. You know? It's not like a completely infallible Batman. Exactly, right? But, like, he he's, he reacts to it quickly where he's like, okay, I'm about to fall into these giant spikes, but not if I'm... But I'm, I'm so well-trained. Yeah, I'm, I'm still able... an acrobat. Yeah, yeah the that... instinct takes over. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's so, like... Like, that's my Batman, right? Like, it's just... Mm. This exchange with Bagley here, th- this is his be- yeah. best part of the episode by far, right? Where he just... Yeah. His capital A acting. Just, yeah. Just fucking haymakers, the Joker in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> just... Ooh! <laughs> and just this whole thought of, like... You know, he's like, yeah, if I blow you up, he's like, they're not gonna even mention my name in the paper, and you, they're just like, you'll die, and you're next to a miserable nobody and stuff, and it's just like, wow, that might be the Joker's one and only fear, right? If you, if yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll then, die in alley with no one around to see it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, by the way, is my third favorite line reading the episode when he's when he goes, you've been running around all day with Batman! <laughs> <laughs> he tries to call him. The Joker's, like, crawling away from this dude. <laughs> like, and, yeah, he's like, how long have you been standing there? We don't even see Batman in frame. <laughs> long enough. <laughs> yeah, so brilliant. Man, what a fantastic episode this is. Just every and just yeah, Joker just has this book with all of his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> God. Like, this entire thing. And, like, yeah really good it's just hilarious that like honestly that you and like two of the best episodes they've ever done where batman doesn't even show up till there's like five minutes left in the episode and you don't really need the main freaking character because the villains and the storytelling are just so compelling well why it's really good is because we see like this this is we talked about this like this is this is season one Mm -hmm. like at this point we're not even a full season through, and we already know that once Batman shows up, like, things are fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can really ratchet up the tension and fear by being like, oh shit, you know, Batman's not gonna show up because, <laughs> you know, this this asshole just cut off the Joker in traffic. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Batman's not about to, like, come and save this guy's bacon, so we really ratchet up the fear, like, you know. And we get to see this, and and you have to imagine that you know this is happening all the time, right? Yeah. Like Joker's constantly getting henchmen. I wonder where like they're coming from. I wonder what favor they owe him. You know? Yeah. Like it's God. It's just so brilliant. And the episode comes to an end. I like it's just it's 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 such an insane thing to think about where 
like just how crazy would it be if like the guy who tries to like you're at the ATM and then you turn like you get your money out of the ATM and then you turn around and the guy's standing there is the Joker, right? Like you, yeah, like you'd shit your pants, man. I'd be like, oh god, I'm so screwed. Right? I think a lot of the reason I like it and, and it's sort of like a um a uh a, a prototype for the the type of uh what I call like a lower decks type episode from the uh like. Uh, Star Trek TNG episode of the same name, which is the let's take the focus off of the main cast and focus on some of the other guys and how they just sort of get around in this world. Like, you know, like your first level ensign who works in engineering and stuff like that. The the, the episode of uh, Justice League with Booster Gold mm-hmm. is one of those episodes, right? Where it's like, there's clearly a main plot going on in the background, but that's not really important. Let's focus on what Booster Gold is doing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's, there's two end, like, world destructioning, like, world ending events occurring at once, and we're watching the lesser known one of the two, right? <laughs> yeah, in that exactly. episode, Which is just, just a... Absolutely and that episode definitely emotion. leans more into it. Like yeah. th- this is sort of like a prototype, like uh, a more um, subdued version of the same type of story. I think, where in that a Booster Gold episode, you know, there's, you know, the shot where like Superman gets knocked to the ground in front of Booster Gold, and he turns around and it's like half Batman, half Superman with Wonder Woman's voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was it Susie Eisenberg's voice. There. Yeah. she's like. Crowd it's control. Like, go or... back to crowd control and yeah. it just flies off. And you're like, all right, I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, how did that happen? <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the really brilliant. Yeah, the brilliant idea where all the insane stuff is happening off screen, but <laughs> but you don't get to see any of it, right? Yeah. They just leave it to your imagination. I actually think one of the best examples of that was on uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was an episode called The Zeppo, where it's just like Xander running around with his own personal crisis, but not wanting to bother the main characters because they're dealing with a literal apocalypse. (laughs) So, so he's like got like these like you know recently resurrected like teen gang members like planning to blow up the school, but you know every time he's like trying to go like oh I'll ask Buffy she'll help me out and she's like having this big dramatic scene with like angel and he's like uh i'll just be back here (laughs) yeah they did that they did the same thing and uh and man i'm gonna get really obscure with the reference here which is uh uh, one of the one of the episodes of kevin smith's clerks animated series that never never aired right there was the one where uh you know dante randall are stuck inside the whole time and there's allegedly this insane fair going on outside that we never actually get to see any of and like Jay and Bob just keep running in and telling him what's updating him as to what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it gets yeah. crazier and crazier. Like it was very, uh, it was very Looney Tunes, right? Like like that with them running back and forth, going like, "Oh my God, this crazy crap is happening!" And it's like, yeah. <laughs> "God." Well, so that's the uh, the second episode of our uh, Batman animated series commentary mini series, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep, the episode Joker's Favor. One of my, I, that one might be my my personal favorite as well. I think it, it Joker's Favor might wire to wire be my. It's just there's so many damn good episodes in in the Batman animated series, and uh, we're gonna get to more of more of them. So, uh, and Kevin, we should do a couple of Justice Leagues too. Like, I definitely want. Uh, I was gonna do, say if you think you can yeah. bring uh, yourself to do some like Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, I would yeah, be totally yeah, on board absolutely. for that. <laughs> We got to do... thinking about like the uh, the we we talked earlier about the Batman Beyond Terry mm-hmm. McGinnis, uh, and I would love to do like the uh, two part Chronos <laughs> season finale. 
Yeah, that'd be good of Justice League. The, the, the great brain robbery would be another good one to do. Uh, where The one where Flash and Luthor switch bodies. That's fantastic. So, I have no idea who this is. It's so brilliant, right? Like Just the idea that Lex Luthor would be so... Like, the most brilliant mind on Earth would just be... would, would like But still, you know, perceives people as ants, right? That he would have no idea who Wally West is. Well, and just even on a meta level, it's funny True. to hear Clancy Brown deliver those lines. That, that wasn't even Clancy Brown. That was my that was Michael Eisenberg do or no oh, Michael Rosenberg doing a uh, is it Rosenberg or Rosenbaum? I don't know. Rosenbaum, I believe. Rosenbaum, yeah, Michael Rosenbaum doing uh, that was him doing a Clancy Brown impression, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then Clancy Brown got to do him, right? Where he's just like my villainous villainous plan. <laughs> Question the plan at your peril. So Any brilliant. questions? Yeah. <laughs> so brilliant god yeah we're, we're gonna have to come back and do that one you keeping up with the dc shows uh not at all i would really like to catch up i'm, I'm still like half a season behind you gotta, and you gotta I just catch keep up. getting busier you gotta catch up on supergirl because they've introduced the uh the legion the the future legion like oh boy <laughs> and so like brainiac 5 and saturn girl are all there and it's 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 fun it's a lot of fun I all, right, all right all right yeah, so you really need to catch up on Supergirl. So, that'll be it for another one of our mini animated series. I hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, I don't know when we're going to do another one of these. Hopefully soon, because I really enjoy doing this. I was going to say, if you have a hard time getting the other guys on board, I've got like three or four more episodes I could... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even just in Batman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, God, yeah, they're just so freaking brilliant. I just, I, I absolutely would do more commentaries. We, get, we got to do more of these, and... Uh, want to keep doing more of these uh, what is uh what what what's the timing uh related to because we we were uh kicking off this sort of uh bit based on the like 25 year anniversary of uh batman the animated series where does superman the animated series fall in there i want to say like a year after it was like a year or two after but at one point we're gonna do the entire world's finest like movie like the three-part movie that they i was gonna say because i would be on board for like world's finest or my fate or uh i I mean i could tell you right now what my favorite superman the series episode is late on me oh uh what's the title now shit i I can tell you the premise i think it's the late mr kent (laughs) yeah oh the one where uh the guy like the guy bombs clark kent the guy car bombs clark kent and when superman's like underwater like going well shit what do i do now yeah exactly right (laughs) he's like well (laughs) and basically has to solve his own murder (laughs) exactly yeah and then he has to solve his own murder just being superman and not revealing clark kent and whatnot yeah that was a really good episode i think you're right i think that is called the late mr kent and because uh, it opens with them going to Clark Kent's funeral, and you're yeah. like, and you're like, duh, what? <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> Hold up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, record scratch freeze frame. You're probably wondering how I got into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, yeah. So uh, that'll be it for this episode. Uh, keeping up with our regular series, we're gonna be back with Bill and Craig in a few days doing our super mega Super Bowl props betting podcast where we spend like nearly two hours placing bets on the Super Bowl and yep. talking about that. So we'll be doing that. And, uh, yeah, a couple that, more weeks we'll be doing black Panther. Yeah. And then a couple more weeks we'll be doing black Panther. And then, uh, we're going to have that, Jessica Jones. <laughs> absolutely. We're, we're going to see how it goes. Cause, uh, normally we transit once football's over, we usually just kind of slide right into game of Thrones, slide right into game of Thrones, but you're right. There's no game of Thrones this uh, spring. So, uh, we, we, we might have more, 
comic content coming your way. Maybe we, maybe we do uh, a bunch of these animated episodes in, in rapid succession. Who knows? Only the future will tell. It depends on how, how everything kind of lines up for us. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I mean, as discussed, there are plenty of yeah. two or three-parters to get full-length episodes out of, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, But, yeah, Game of Thrones is leaving a huge gap in the old... The, the absence of Game of Thrones is leaving a huge gap in the old crossover podcast schedule. But uh, either way... Uh, the second episode of our Batman animated series titled Joker's Favor. Kevin Miller, thanks for doing this. Uh, Absolutely. Crossover podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. Please rate and review. We're on most podcatchers, I found, uh, especially on Android. I found us on a bunch of the Android ones. And oh, yeah. Can, I've been on those for years. <laughs> yeah, we can email us at contact at the crossover podcast.com if you got something to say and please leave us a review on itunes we only got a couple of reviews and we we, we need a few more so if you, if you like these uh even if it's just to say like hey stop talking about football and doing the keep doing the animated series those are much better if you feel like saying that go right ahead i, I need this feedback so uh <laughs> kevin miller thanks for doing this again take care man yeah definitely take care